champions, you'll agree. North Melbourne is the team that plays to win for you and me. Stern Look, which is brought to you by the Luke Hodge Sniping School. I am your Lord and Master, K4. Tonight I have Viv, who's just finished watching every Sean Attlee video on YouTube. Welcome. Good evening. Also tonight, we have Nate Seven returning from his weekly cleansing session with Wayne Carey in the Tasmanian interior. Good to have you back, Nate. Yep, welcome. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> uh, also for the first time ever on the show, peering from the bushes outside the chatty food court, spying on Twinkle Toes and the other North Mods, who did invite Filthy, we have the Filth Wizard. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, mate. Um, yeah, it's good to be on here, finally. Finally. Uh, Joe, you can <laughs> from the Bulldogs this evening, and he's coming us to us live from the waste management plant of Foot, at Footscray, also known as Witten Oval. Welcome, Pups. <laughs> Hey guys, how we doing? Hey, good mate. Um, for tonight's podcast, it's a similar structure as always. So, firstly, I've run through what's been happening on Big Footy and the AFL world. Um, secondly, we'll have a bit of chat about the VFL just for a few minutes. And then we'll have question time with Filthy, Quiv, and Nate, followed by a review of the Freo game. Finally, we'll then preview this week's game against the Bulldogs, followed by a quick interview at the end with Pups. So I hope you enjoy the show, or at least tune in for most of it. So, once again, there's always been plenty happening on Big Footy as usual in the AFL. Um, so firstly, I'll get right into it. Um, Nate, is there anything you want to say firstly about the Bulldogs and why they're, they're your favourite non-North team? Well, okay, so I've been bleeding on about this since podcast number one about how much I dislike them. Hate's a strong word, so teams often say, or supporters often say, they hate Essendon, they hate Port Adelaide. I know you, you can go hate the pufferfish, and for a very, for fucking very good reason. But for me, it's putting aside Essendon and all their drugs and, and hail herd and all that sort of bullshit that's going on over there at Bummerland, the Bulldogs. Is there a club that's, I'm not going to say more irrelevant because that's a little bit Bay 13-esque, but getting a bit full of themselves. I mean, there was a thread by Morgan Ashley over on the, the main board about are uh, the bullfrogs drinking their own bathwater. I wouldn't go that far. I'd say they're just getting a little bit ahead of themselves, and I was sort of hoping that they would uh, fall to someone. They haven't really played, apparently, anyone decent in the last, what, 13 weeks? Until and then week. West Coast. Well, until West Coast gave them the reality check that they needed, and fuck did I love watching that on replay. And, yeah, no, look, they put up a good fight. <laughs> yeah, right. Three quarters. Um, yeah, yeah they, they took it up for them. So what would James Hurd say? Oh, can't we get rid of the second or the third quarter or something like that? Or they'd probably do something similar. I Were they shocked I, to be sitting I, there? I think they were. But also, remember, they've also taken the North Ballarat... Is it the recruiting ground or something like that? So we were informed via the AFL, not via the Bulldogs or anyone else, and via the media, that that was what's going on. So there's a, there's a lot of um, uh, discontent, a bit of 
not so nice sort of feeling between the two clubs. But um, I really think that they need a reality check. And what the hell is going on with them trolling us about us being irrelevant and us being low north and low on funds? As, as far as I can see, we've got high membership, probably a better financial situation. Yes, we don't have our own VFL site yet, but we've been funding our own facilities. But um, I <clears throat> hope they fall very, very soon, and it starts this week. Is that okay with you? <laughs> um, yes. Hope them and okay. Richmond fall down that ladder. That's pretty light, I thought. I would, I would say that nothing would piss Bulldogs posters off more than losing to a shit club either this week. <laughs> oh, so next week then for you. <laughs> um, better move on then before Nate decks someone. Um, <laughs> for the, um, Luke Hodginson, um, I'm sure everyone's seen it or heard about it on Big Footy. There's a few threads on the main board about it, and Bay 13 is always, there's always a thread about Luke Hodges' battle with Light and Easy. Um, <laughs> It's also quite an easy ads for him. So first to ask Quiv and then Pups later on whether her, um, Hodge is in fact a dirty player or did he receive the right punishment with three weeks down to two? Look, if, if we're to believe the media, he's the nicest bloke in the world. He's the next Pope behind Adam Goods. Um, but in reality, he's a dirty thug. That's all I've got to say about him. I've never been a fan of him. As as a player, he could be a nice person for all I know, but on the field, so I, got I don't like punishment? the shit. Oh, definitely. Um, it's not a punishment at all. I mean, look at who they play the next two weeks. They've, they've <laughs> pretty much free wins anyway. They could play their reserve team and still smash them. So uh, it's just a two-week holiday to rest him up for the finals. I uh, know the Hawks wouldn't be too upset about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Yeah, completely agree that bloke's a thug. He he's hot headed and he just doesn't control you know, like he can like he completely lined up Wingard. Like, you know, he had before he hit him, he braced to hit him five minutes before he hit him. And flicked his elbow out. Yeah, like the the bloke's a thug, he deserves his holiday, as simple as that. Like, you know, he, he has to learn. And he's like, if he keeps on doing it till the time he retires, you know he's um he's done it twice this year. He sniped Swallow without Swallow even knowing. Yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty bad too for sure. With yeah, what he's but, done, um, what he's done though, I mean, he's had two incidences this year where if you had a slight difference in timing and angle, he could have killed two people. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he could yeah. have smashed Swallows. So, <laughs> yeah. See, the, the, but the frustrating thing is, though, see, like, I'm a... Uh, see, you look at, say, Stephen May for Gold Coast when he um, accidentally knocked out Rockliffe. He only got three weeks because he knocked out Rockliffe. Like, you know, if he didn't bump him, then Rockliffe would have kicked a goal, in that sense. That was, you know, that was in play, whereas Hodges wasn't in play at all. Like, the ball had already gone out, didn't it? Hmm. Hodges yeah, now has a stoppage. So. Yeah. I thought it went out of bounds went for a point, didn't it? Oh, does yeah, it's a stoppage play or something like that and Swallow's just waiting getting set up and organising the um inside fifty clearance team and Hodge just turned around and went whack because it was after a tackle. Mm. Oh sorry, Hodge... sorry, I mean sorry, I meant Wingard this time, but yeah, Oh Wingard, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Wingard's was a dead ball as well, I'm pretty Yeah, sure. it was running towards the point post and Wingard was trying to track it and 
Wingard slowed down so he could brace himself for the post because he knew he was going to hit it. And um, Hodge just flicked an elbow out and pushed him alongside it into it and hit, like, it hit his neck pretty hard. Like, it hit that bit between the jaw and the neck. Was, um, is Wingard's playing this week, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was lucky. Because he got up. I mean, he got up. He got up and kicked two or three goals and Hodge knew about it. He was pretty good, but... There's all. It's the next day with with stuff like that. So with your, you know, a bit of whiplash or neck injury. So I'm surprised he. Hopefully, you know, he would have woke up pretty sore on Saturday morning. Oh, but actually, the damage can can happen after the fact as well. Mm. Uh, better move on to the next topic. Um, so onto the North Board type of stuff. There's been a bit of discussion about fan experiences at the football. So both positive and also negative. Like what. What's too negative? What's no? What can you do at the football? What's right and what's wrong? So, feel free. I just want to. What are some of your more fondest or negative experiences at the football in recent or past times? You know, I'm starting to see a bit more footy this this season after moving down from Sydney. First off, Sydney fans are the worst. They are. I've had I've had the same basically every North game Ooh. the last eight years. I've had the same reserve seat uh, for a mate with a mate of mine. Um, beating them last season was the most satisfying moment because I don't think we hadn't done it for about six years and I literally gave every single person in that bay the finger. Uh, <laughs> it was brilliant. But um, I, my favourite thing is not necessarily... You know, there's always going to be an idiot. I love stupid fans. Stupid fans are my favourite ones. Um, actually, the North game, North and Hawthorne game, um, where uh, Hodgie smashed uh, Swallow... We had some idiot Hawthorne's family sitting in front of us, uh, top level, um, sorry, top of level three. And every time North booed Hodge, the stupid girl would sit there go, why is everyone booing him? And the mum would go, it's because he's a great player. <laughs> they had no idea what happened. But these were, this was the same girl that went, I think, um, we kicked a couple of goals and they go, uh, they must have the wind this quarter. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. So you just know what you're going to get, level three, uh, general admission, with the uh, with Hawthorne fans, is that you're guaranteed to be sitting next to the uh, the lowest common denominator. That's funny. They've got, um, six, they've got 60,000 members, so there's at least, you know, anybody who's sitting in level three without a reserve seat is obviously a fuckwit. Yeah. It's quite funny when you talk about Sydney fans, because I'm also from New South Wales. Yeah, you know it You know it all too well. Oh, mate, I, I went to the North Home Games and all numpties then back. 10, 15 years ago, but I went to the prelim and they were asking me like pretty basic rules like about the 50 metre penalty and like, they were, it was kind of like being at the zoo and being the centre of attention like, wow! <laughs> like they actually had someone with football knowledge there. And it was quite funny. It was nice the North nice someone um, took your mind off the game. What's that? It was nice that someone took your mind off that game. Oh, it was quite funny. North, I was in the north, near closer on the 50 metre arc, and right around from the north cheer squad, and there was some really funny. I was like, it was either a bike next to me or something like that, and Goods took a bit of a mini dive kind of thing. Yeah. And people goes, oh, the, they, they, he gave him directions to the diving platforms out at Moore Park. <laughs> and everyone cracked up laughing. I was there with Twinkle Toes, and um, he almost smashed the guy to death before the game started. Why am I not surprised <laughs> just, by this? Just waiting out. We were waiting outside the pub, ready to walk over, and some fuckwit starts getting into his face about 
the swans. And Mick, you know, I say Mick, sorry, Twinkletoes, very, very restrained, but uh, that man fires up. He's a dangerous person. <laughs> we, love him, we love him, but he's dangerous. Yes. <laughs> I always forget how um, incredibly scary he is sometimes when I haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we better move on to the VFL. We could talk about toes for a while, but probably get too <laughs> off topic. <laughs> Um, VFL, mate. Yep. Go, go for it. Oh, yeah, well, you're getting a little bit excited by the, the thought of Twinkletoes getting a little bit irate and a little bit purple-headed, <laughs> eh? Oh, yeah, no, mate, I'm excited by the mention of Zondor. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken us ten minutes and we're in. Get <laughs> Uh <laughs> So, good old Werribee, so they're the only team of our VFL that played because North Ballarat had a bye. Door Big Mac, Scotty McMahon, McMahon, how do you say him? McMahon, McMahon, Wooden Fordham had a good game. I'm, for some stupid reason, Will Fordham was not listed in the best, but he well and truly was. And that's, um, congrats to the asshole that's doing the, the VFL reports on behalf of North Melbourne. Um, so they beat Williamstown down at Burbank down at Williamstown. Beat the second place, and this week they will play someone at home, and North Ballarat both play at home. The Werribee game uh, against the Bulldogs, actually, will be live on Channel 7, and it'll be Sunday afternoon, well, sorry, Sunday morning game, I think, because I know that they stuffed around with the timing because of, I think it's a leading to one of the other games, so that's just a Channel 7 thing. For North Ballarat, that'll be the last home t- home game that we've or they've got, and the last time we're affiliated with them because they will not be playing finals. They will just miss out, even if they win, and that'll be it. And yeah, goodbye to them. And then we'll just have Werribee next year. Should be a good game. Um, Werribee will play finals. Thank God for that. They won't be making up the eight. They will be intri- well and truly entrenched in the eight when they finish. So they'll probably come out around fifth or sixth, assuming they win this week. At a guess. Um, as for who's in, wait and see in the next couple of days when I put up the VFL thread. So there are going to be some funny names as far as I'm told going into that game, but we'll just wait and see on that. I'm just actually waiting for some clearance on something. That's all. What do you and, mean by funny names? Uh, there are some names that will be in there that you'll just be like, why are they playing for Werribee and not elsewhere? Um... Yeah, just just wait and see. They just had ridiculously sounding names. Oh no 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 not <laughs> no. not not something funny funny ha ha but just funny yes. like why kind of like when you had Daniel, when Daniel Wills was playing bloody VFL development league for Werribee and not North Ballarat. So why would a guy absolute class and silky silky skills be playing in the the Dev League? And that's purely because. North Ballarat don't have a development side, where we do. North Ballarat also had the bye last weekend. Uh, yeah, so there's going to be just some strange moves going around the place, but who knows? Who knows? That's all for me, K48. Thanks for that, mate. Um, question time now. So question time with Quiv, Nate, and the Filth Wizard. So firstly, Quiv, Fidiru asked you, what for what position would be best for Jack Siebel? Jack Siebel, um, mm. permanent forward. Get him really? out of the mid. Yeah, get him out of the midfield. Let Cunnington and Swallow do their jobs. 
I'd much rather Zeebel, he, he can take a mark, and that way if he's taking a mark, he's not just snapping it wildly onto his boot and going 100 metres up in the air and 10 metres long like down the ground, so I'd mm. like him in a forward line. Mm. Next question. Rob Zombie wanted to ask you, Quiv, it's a two-part question. So, what would happen if Taylor Garner tackled Sean Attlee? An unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Could Eddie had contain the blast? I don't think Melbourne or even Australia as a whole could contain a blast. <laughs> It'd be something along the level of an atomic bomb. You know, at least calf muscles alone would just take <laughs> take take care. Why of do we always talk about homoerotic stuff? <laughs> <laughs> blame TT. I blame Zondor. Probably the same person. Wink, wink. Um, now, question for Filthy from Rue Beauty. So I know you get this question all the time. So just excuse it. How did the username the Filth Wizard originate? It came from a British comedy show called Black Books. Um, it was somewhere in, I think, the second episode, and uh, it was just a line regarding how dirty a character was, and it stuck from there. I, I nabbed that about eight or nine years ago as my handle. So from the TV show Black Books. Recommended oh, yeah. if no one's seen it. Yeah. Bill, uh, Bill Bailey and uh, Dylan Moran. Oh, okay. Um, one from Tron for you. Um, yeah, I think this will be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, being from Noble Park, ooh, um, do you have to really be reminded of just how bad arsed you are, or are you just aware of it all the time? <laughs> I'm literally the... I'm not a product of Noble Park. I lived in Noble Park. I don't consider myself a product of Noble Park. There's a lot of dangerous people came from there. Um, I still don't think I've thrown a legitimate punch in my entire life, so... And never broken a bone. So um, I look in the mirror and I don't see a badass. <laughs> um, Tito's has also got a question for you. Um, about finding things now living back in Melbourne after living in Sydney for a while and being able to attend matches regularly. How have you found that? Well, I love I love being able to go to matches. I mean, that's... Um, I, I think I might, might have missed one or two games. I missed the match on the weekend. Uh, it's the best thing I like about moving back to Sydney is workplace environment, non-stop talk about footy. And I hated that up in Sydney. Like no one knew anything about footy. No one would talk about it. They talk about rugby league if anything. So oh, no. my favourite. I love Monday morning. Now, in fairness, where I work, I've got. Uh, two Richmond supporters, a Sydney supporter, and a Carlton supporter, and um, and a St Kilda supporter. So there's no North fans there, but I love hearing the so many groups of people with uh, such ridiculous ideas, <laughs> and it's a, the opinions are ridiculous. The the, the viewpoints on North are ridiculous. I've been enjoying the last few weeks because when I first started there, we weren't looking too good at all. Um, although saying that, the, the, the other good thing I love is free footy tickets. <laughs> so so right. I've got a couple. I've got a couple of reserve seats ready to go for the North and Richmond game um, from one Thanks. of the Richmond players there. So it's all. Uh, I love it. I can be absorbed by it. I don't have to rely on AFL 360. Sorry, I rambled a bit there. I'll look forward to that ticket. I probably didn't even answer his fucking question there, did I? 
Oh, we <laughs> asked what you thought about games, filthy. Matter. Yeah. He could just fucking ask me in the fucking mods PM. Like, it's, again, I don't understand why people don't just don't ask this stuff normally. Uh, you know, he's a that, weird unit. We'll just leave that, him with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nate, you've got a question, don't you? Or a few of them? Yeah, I do. And I've got one for the three of you. And perhaps you can actually jump in and answer this at the end if you like. But it's a, yes. it's a scenario question. So it's a scenario question. And it comes from uh, my old mate, Greater Gatsby. Kudos him. So it's three-quarter time. Scores are level. Your name is Brad Scott, unfortunately. What do you say? I'll give you a disclaimer. First of all, there are three things you cannot th- cannot say. Flying the flag is crap. Shut the, <laughs> shut the roof. And thirdly, uh, oh, I don't know if I'll run with that one. Run with it. Oh, yeah, okay. Kanga, you go first. Oh, so well, that's a few things I can't say. What's the third one? Yeah, well, you, you can't say... Sh- oh, fucking hang on. Sorry. No, wait a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll make positional changes. I'll send Atley to full forward. <laughs> but we're not tanking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put Taylor Garner in the right? centre. <laughs> and we'll play Boomer as a ruck. <laughs> so I can get the second a big payout. <laughs> Is your name James Hood all of a sudden? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've got the evil laugh going. <laughs> God. Um, right, Quiv, on. So, it's oh, again, it's three-quarter time. You are Brad Scott. Uh, Scots. Sex Scots. Sex Scots, that's right. Scores are level. What do you say? Three-quarter time, scores level. Brad Scott, what do you say? Oh, uh, by the way... Can't shut the roof. Sorry, can't say shut the roof, and that's all in capitals. And flying the flag is crap. So, yeah. Uh, if you if I was Brad Scott, I'd probably hand it straight over to Crocker because he'd know what he's doing at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, need one that took Jacobs off Ablett. Uh, was that one that of those behind the scenes things? That came elsewhere. Wasn't no, that not Brad Scott? Brad Scott was there somewhere doing it. It's it was like, on the phone. Yeah, SMS from SMS from the hospital bed or something. Probably. On like, stupid oh, decision making things I've had all year. Besides well, James was... playing McKernan in the ruck. Best decision, putting Scott's in for surgery early. Um, <laughs> Phil? Right, your turn. Three quarter time, you're Brad Scott. Scores are level, what do you say? You cannot shut the fucking roof as he's as greater as said to me. <laughs> Or flying the flag is crap because we all know what he what Scott's thinks about players flying the flag when Swallow gets put on his ass or everyone else. I don't, I don't know why I don't know even why Brad Scott would say anything because the last quarter is like one of the two and a half quarters per game we actually generally play well. If we're level at three quarter time, we're winning. <laughs> why would you say anything? <laughs> well, that's our time, yeah, I mean, that's our time to shine. Like we. I don't think he says anything to them at three-quarter time in any match. Well, I don't I think he ever really, says anything. What do you know? I, I he's in, you, come on, guys. Come on, guys. What, <laughs> come on. Model, he, he could molly-coddle them, or basically he could shut the fuck up would be the best thing, and then let the players do what they're already doing, which is actually playing the game. <laughs> yeah, that's unnecessary. Do you have any more questions, Nate, or is that it? Um... 
the other one from an infamous poster was actually really just a silly one. What is your favourite number? <laughs> Who sent this? You know? <laughs> Who sent it? I'm not saying. Is it Mr. 69 himself? <laughs> it has to be. That has got to be Mr. 69. <laughs> All right, well, oh. that question is... <laughs> That man's okay. gonna be death of me, I swear it. Um I got one final question for Nate from the Shermanator. And no it's not Jack Rewald. Um oh. the question is, if Fiddy Roo was in a forest and a tree fell, would J Mac hear it? No, because J Mac would already be hearing the sounds of the police coming to warning that Philly Roo's coming for him with a an AVO saying that a copy of the AVO that was given to Philly Roo to stay away from him, and part B would be, it would be Philly Roo's voice about me, 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 and some story about himself. So that's probably... No, he wouldn't hear a tree, regardless of how big it was, whether it be an oak tree or a fucking gum or something like that. He wouldn't hear it. It would be all about him and the AVO. And that's that's what I've got on the matter. <laughs> Oh, Jeez, I better I move on then. For rambling. <laughs> just ram- ramble. <laughs> Moving, or better move on to the review then, because we're rambling a little bit. Nate. Um, Shut up. And also because Rob Zombie couldn't help himself with a Taylor Garner question. He's a Saab, Rob. Not a Ferrari. <laughs> dirty Swedish car. <laughs> yes. Because he's got a dirty mo. <laughs> well... You know, that's awesome. I need to grow that one back. <laughs> God, no thanks. Um, so, Quiv, how did you see the win? Oh, it was a bloody good win. A bloody good win. I uh, enjoyed every minute of it after the first quarter and a half. Um, to beat top of the ladder, Fremantle, with was the second best player in the game, Jacob's did bloody well on him. 21 disposals, and I think he only had seven after half-time. Yeah. yeah. And five Look, kicks you, or something like that. You're never going to stop him. Um, I think Jacobs did. Uh, and he got 16 himself. And you yeah. He got a few goal assists, I think, as well. Yeah, it was, again, bar one, probably one player, maybe two uh, players. It was an all-round team effort again, which is good. I like to see the whole team getting involved, not just relying on one or two like we have in the past. Tarrant's game was immense. Full uh, swag. Absolutely, yeah, the confidence, you could see it building him in, building him, his arms got wider and wider as the game went on. <laughs> uh, Atley's last quarter, I think, really uh, won us the game. And that's yeah, not but he's off. Atley fan, that's <laughs> a fan of football. He's, that last quarter of his was brilliant. Uh Jared Waite, just continuing to do what Jared Waite's been doing the last few weeks, which is great. Sam Wright, very underrated player. I think I've said that before. Uh, glad to see him get another year on his contract. Hopefully uh, we can extend that a bit further because he's a very, uh, very, very good player. Uh, ben Cunnington, without Zeebel in the team, as I said, um, it's a big reason, I reckon, for chucking Zeebel down forward. Ben Cunnington does his job and does it well without Zeebel in there fighting for the same ball with him. Mm. And I think Swallow played probably one of his best games for the club. He didn't get a lot of ball, but he just used it well. And he he tackles so... He always tackles. He'll give you his yeah. heart for the team. I, mean, 
well, he had 12 tackles this game. He was probably, yeah, I'm looking at the stats. He was second best on ground according to what it is. Oh, fantasy yeah. point things are. <laughs> no idea what they are. Um, probably, yeah, best game for a real captain's game. Uh, somebody said that on the North board and I think that's a perfect way to describe it. Is that correct? Real, real captain's game. Um, Pups, did you watch the game at all? Yeah, um, watched a bit of highlights and that sort of thing. One, one thing I really noticed from this game, you guys were able, well, Boomer obviously got you guys back into the game in the second quarter, but, um, it was like you, like you guys are saying, it was just a really big team effort. Um, look, Sanderland's got on top of you guys early and was able to get on the scoreboard early too, but Goldstein dragged his way back into the contest. Um, yeah, but the real thing that I noticed, you guys were able to mark the ball. Um, yeah, out marked them quite regularly. Like, Waite took a lot of marks. Ben Brown took a lot of marks. Petrie didn't get on the scoreboard, but he was able to mark a ball around the ground too. So I thought that was a difference, and you were able to, you know, bring Nahas and a few others into the game because of your big guy's presence. Obviously, Boomer too, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he was putting it forward, which is a bit different for him, so... That's what we yeah. wanted him to do in old age. Well, kick four goals. And, Instead of you know, getting tagged every goals. bloody week. No Crowley this week, too. Yeah, which holds. Oh, you so embarrassed him last time. You don't want the ball in anybody else's hand in the forward 50 than Brent Harvey. Got to be no. one of the most reliable kicks. No, oh, he, yeah. Once he has it, he has those blinkers on. He finishes, yeah. He's uh, one of the best in the game, that's for sure. At uh, doing that. We'll move on to the preview then. Um, so I'm doing Quiv's job because Quiv's lazy. <laughs> yes, um, I am. You are. <laughs> um, Fredo's 250th, just a good, solid club man. Like He always does his job. He always gives his heart and soul for the club. He's not the most talented player. He's not the best player. He's not the tallest defender. He's just, he just does his job. Um, and provides a bit of rebound. He was almost finished two years ago, but he's... His form's been terrific. Um, and Sean Higgins' 150th game, just in time for the Bulldogs. He's had a very good year. Um, so I'll quickly go through the ins and outs. Wasn't, wasn't Jared Waits 200th or something against the, against the Blues? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> that we managed that. He only missed one game all year. Yet yeah, Boomer's 400th is in Brisbane. <laughs> How did we work that? Crosby, they're, they're expecting him to wax on again. <laughs> That's my only way I can think of. That's why we need to pick and him and pick and to go at each other again. <laughs> and Higgins' body didn't fall apart either. So yeah, it just worked. We're out all surprised by that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So ins and outs. Thomas is out with a foot injury, though. It's uh, you know. It's <laughs> is the foot from Brad Scott's foot up his ass? Oh, he's, oh, he has history of He's booted a security guard up the arse before. Um, and McDonald's out as well, which is, you know, his second year blues. He's struggling with a bit of extra weight. He was great game. last week. He was not great, but he was very, that was his, one of his best, uh, definitely his best game for the year. His kicking's improved since he's come back yeah. from the VFL. Um, and that's it's one encouraging. That, he's been encouraging last few weeks. Yeah, he's been played, I think, a bit further up, which is good. Um, and Zeeble's obviously in, so I think he should play a bit more forward and try and sit on, you know, one of their halfbacks and just really sit on them and take them deep inside 50. Um, and Garner's in, so I, I expect Garner just to do a defensive forward job. That's what he's been in for, is he's tackling pressure because he tackles beautifully. 
Um, for the dogs, Matthew Boyd's back in, Pickens in, Ruffett's in, Honeychurch is in, Webb's in. Um, so they're damn, damn good ins. And is it Zane, Cordy? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's uh, Campbell, Talia, Pierce, um, Caleb Daniel, which I, I like him. He, he has a bit of a future. He's a little short guy, but I reckon he's got a bit of a future. Um, Jong and Smith. Um, so my matchups will be, I know they said Red Path, but it'll be, you know, Rough Ed. Um, Red Path might do a little bit. Uh, I think it'll be mainly Rough Ed against him. And there'll be, you know, a couple chop outs and third man ups and all that lovely stuff. For the midfield, I have Jacobs tagging Wallace uh, or Dalhouse, though. I think Dalhouse is more, maybe had too much spread for him. So he might go to, say, McMillan or something on the wing. Because McMillan has a bit of toe on him. He's not quick, but he's not slow. Siebel on McRae. Um, Bastinac on Biggs. Cunnington versus Boyd. I see Gibson on Bontempelli because Gibson went to Hill last week and Bontempelli does get on the outside and can use the ball well if given time. Um, yep, Swallow and Harvey will go against Picken and probably Honeychurch. Um, Del Sando will probably push up from half back. Uh, probably with a Murphy in tow or something like that. For our fourth line, I see Morris to Petrie. Hamling to wait. That's what the Bulldogs board reckons, so I'll go with them. Or well, some of them thought that anyway. And Ruffhead to probably Brown if Ruffhead's playing in defence, though I doubt it. Um, Higgins versus Cordy, though. Cordy's maybe a bit too tall for him. I think he's listed at 191. I'm not too sure about that. Um, Nahas and Johannesson with Nahas doing a defensive job. And Garner, as I said, doing a defensive forward role on either Wood or Murphy, who have both had good years, very good years. Um, for the back line, I have Tarrant on Redpath, Thompson on Cramery, who's usually to go. Frito matches up all right on Stringer. Though Stringer's, you know, he's had a great year, let's just say that. Um, I did have Hanson on Grant, though. I don't think they'll play out because Grant pushes up the ground, so Hanson might be a loose, and Grant might be a loose on the wing, half-forward type. And Bright on Dixon, who's also having another good year. Um, and Atlee, I think, will go to Hunter or the rest of the midfielder up forward. So, Quiv, what's your opinion on the matchups? Yeah, I think um, what you've just said there is pretty good. Um, I've been looking forward to this game for a long, long time. I think the Doggies play a very similar game style to our 2013 game. Gun Maybe a little bit more defensive than we were. Um, they like to handball a lot, not as much as we did, but uh, they like their run and carry. And I think this game is going to be pretty much a shootout. Not much defense going on in this game, I don't think. Mm, it'll be interesting that we have such a tall back line. Um, Pups, what's your opinion on the matchups and how the match will play out? I'll be honest, I don't want it to be a shootout because if it's a shootout, we'll most likely lose. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what happened. Woods. That's what happened last week. Yeah, it got too shootouty, and uh, we couldn't get the we couldn't get our own game on our own terms last week. Um, particularly through the back half. Um, yeah, we have one of the best intercepting and rebounding games. We um we get a lot of counter attack going from Johannesson, Murphy, Easton Wood, etc. Matthew Boyd. So you know, keeping those guys fairly honest, and if you can. 
you know, if you can get some, uh, you can get the ball inside 50 and get on the scoreboard from getting inside 50, then you'll put massive pressure on us. Yeah. Um, look, I think, also think Ben Jacobs will probably tag Bontempelli. Look, he tagged Fife last week. Him tagging Bontempelli makes sense to me. Bontempelli is our most damaging midfielder, so, yeah. Well, I'll just put in the Wallace because Wallace is one of their better inside types. Like, he's had a good year as well. I think Wallace will go head-to-head with Cunnington. They're actually very similar inside players. Oh, I was about to say that, yeah. they've. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, that's a good matchup. Yeah, I'd say he'd go head-to-head with Cunnington, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, probably Swallow would go head-to-head with Dowhouse, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but he also rotates on the wing and half forward as well, so it just depends. Like we tend to switch around a little bit with the midfield. Like sometimes we rotate Sable through the midfield and then half forward, same with Cunnington. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Sable goes forward a lot. Yeah, that's um, for sure. I think you Sable. I think you Sable has a big game. You guys will win. Simple as that. Like Sable's best is. I reckon Zabel's best is a lot better than Cunnington's and Swallow's best because Zabel's able to hit the scoreboard a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Swallow hasn't been the same since he's a killie, so he's, he's lost a little bit of that spring. He's starting to get it back, but I think he lacks a little confidence in his spread. Um, yeah, for sure. I'll probably move on to interview questions then. Um, are Richmond posters far too happy at the moment? It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, yeah, they're becoming extremely annoying. Well, they, they? tug a fish now, aren't they? Well, yeah, that's our that's our analogy of them. Yeah, thanks. Starbans yeah, thank, didn't like it. <laughs> Starbans, yeah, that that was my first Gibby. I've posted about twenty. I've probably done about twenty bay threads. That was my first Gibby, and it had to be divvied by you know Starbans, Bridge and Moderator. Yeah, yeah. anyways. We'll uh, we'll see how this one goes um, over the summer if they do puff up a bit. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> they'll lose in the first if week. They, if they win a final, they will guarantee. Oh, they'll be back. unbearable. And if they get Trelaw also in the trade period. Oh, if they're not Collingwood. I, oh God. <laughs> so you see how I'm thinking now. <laughs> I might have to leave the bay for a while. <laughs> might be good for me. Um. I wanted to ask you in a general sense, what has gone wrong and what has gone right for the Bulldogs this year? Uh, Alright, so going wrong, I think um, when we've lost a few players to one-week injuries or just injuries in general, um, generally uh, core players like Matthew Boyd, Liam Picken, that sort of thing, um, we've generally lost the next week. Like... Looking at the games of Picken missed, he missed last week, he missed against Port Adelaide, we lost those games. Um, Boyd, we missed against Hawthorne, St Kilda, and last week we lost those games also. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, if we lose, if we lose too much experience, we generally struggle. Um, also I think, uh, game plan last week was pretty unsustainable, um, the shootout. If we can get the game plan on our terms um, through intercepting down back and holding the opposition on a tight leash, we can get the game on our terms and we can dominate going the other way through um, fast rebound. Um, yeah, and that's probably the basis of our game early in the year. 
We had a high defensive pressure game and we were able to beat some good teams early in the year through um, manic forward pressure, but uh, it wasn't sustainable um, as we lost a few games um, midway through the year, so against Melbourne, St Kilda, Port Adelaide. So we changed our game plan to be um, uh, very counter, um, you know, getting other teams on the counter through our defence. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a transition in the, um, the... the way we go about it in the coach's box. So, but obviously, where we were predicted to finish at the end of last year, um, it's been a massive surprise, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of underrated players, not so much your younger players, because we hear about them all the time, not like, you know, Bontempelli and Stringer and all that, but, you know, the ones that are a bit slightly older, but they're underrated and they deserve more recognition, who are those players? Um Really say a recognition like Eastern Woods. Eastern Woods being touted as an All Australian this year, um, possibly. Um, he most likely get in All Australian squad, so he's had a breakout year this year. I don't think he's, he's been, been very good. I don't think he's been an improved player. I just think it's been just a basic breakout year because he had he was very injury prone early in his career, and now he's twenty five, twenty six. Now he's able to get continuity in his game. He's the same uh, age as um, Sam Wright, who's very similar type player. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Wright's been pretty good for you guys too. Um, yeah, probably him, Jared Grant, um, uh, Matthew Boyd. Yeah, pick him for sure. Yep, yep. He's and, had a very yeah, good year. He has. Yeah, he's released the shackles on tagging and he's just playing as a just a general midfielder, just throwing his weight around. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, what about, Tim, what about? Oh, sorry, I was going to say, what about Cramery? Cramery um, uh, got a kick up the ass. Cramery's first half of the year, apart from his games against Sydney and Fremantle, he's very poor. Got his, yep. He got a right due, kick up the ass, spent a month in the BFL, come back, and he's he's been brilliant since he's come back, yeah. Mm. He's had a great... His month has been brilliant. I've been take out last week, but he's had a good month. Oh, look, he even... The, he he's, threw goals in the first half last week, so... Yeah. He's always been a confidence player as well. I think he's... Even at Essendon, you weren't getting the confidence there. I, I find him likable. I find all of your team likable, actually, but I do find him likable. Yeah, I think Beveridge is using his um, strengths at the moment. Like, he's not... Yeah. He was always seen as Essendon as an undersized key forward. He's not an undersized key forward. He's a high full flanker. And mm. He's roaming around, doing what he likes, setting up goals, kicking goals, and, yeah, we like the ball in his hands. Yeah. Mm. Um... I just want to ask about free agency. Would you guys attack that much during the off-season? Only if the right player's available, and I don't think the right player's available this year. Okay, we, so what would you look we, at? Uh, like well, a Carlisle or something like that? No, nah, it's not on Carlisle. It's, it's been touted on our board that we're not interested in him, um, even though Carlisle was a Bulldog supporter as a kid. Um, a sneaky suspicion there was... Um, Rory Thompson for the Gold Coast Suns, yeah, he's apparently out of contract this year. Mm. And um, Gold Coast aren't paying him what he wants to be paid. Now, I think if Rory Thompson in our back line, he'd be the big gorilla in our team. Mm. He's a massive upgrade on Michael Tyler, for example. He's so, very good, but he's just been a bit injured this season, unfortunately. Yeah, he, ha- yeah, he has. But if we can you know, get him right, then... You know, Rockhead doesn't have to play back. Rockhead can play as a Rockman, right, rock forward, 
that sort of thing in a Ben Brown sort of role. Mm. You yeah, wouldn't so want, sorry, you wouldn't want Carlisle to be there down back. Uh, well, it's like I said, it's been it's been touted big time on our board that we're not interested in him, and it seems like Carlton and you guys are interested in him. Mm. Yeah, yeah Richmond, Richmond's apparently got into everyone. Yeah, Richmond uh, just won Richmond, everything. Richmond won't get him. I think uh, Richmond, they, Richmond will get nails. one of. Richmond will get one of Yaron, Motlop, or Trelaw. I think, I think they'll get one of them. I think they'll get Trelaw, unfortunately. How much are you going to give us for Dor? Is he the list of free agent this year? If you guys list him. You'd surely be targeting... Do you think... I reckon you'd be targeting a Ruckman. Intro, you think like you'd be so, trading for a Ruckman. Well, Terry Wallace floated up. Terry Wallace floated up when we're into Cruiser, but the problem with Cruiser is he's got a dodgy foot. Like, he's injured. I've got no confidence in his injury history, so. Yeah, like. Problem with that is also Terry Wallace said it. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see how this one plays out, but Cruiser's a free agent. Lewenberg is a free agent. Don Lewenberg, same thing. Two injury prone. We, um, we'll tout it as getting. Uh, looking into Stefan Martin too. Um, apparently Stefan Martin re-signed or he's on the verge of re-signing at Brisbane. Mm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Stefan Martin is the type of player we're looking for in the rock, I'd say. Um, the only problem with him is he's 28, 29, so he's a bit older than the other two. But I think he's a bit more durable than the other two. Mm. I did not um, realise he was so old. <laughs> nah. He, um, I think he debuted in Melbourne as a 21 or 22 year old, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, he's been a late bloomer, yeah. Okay. Um, Nate, um, Phil, if you got any questions for him? No, last a couple. Oh, good. What are you going to give, what are you gonna oh, give us for Curry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'd like to have him for free. Well, we'll pay you to have fucking Magic Door, and you can probably take Curry as. And I don't know, steak knives. You trade, really you, want. trade you trade you both for a swap of picks. Empty <laughs> <laughs> in a third rounder. Um <laughs> that's the expression, isn't it? <laughs> not happening. Unless some, unless someone goes on the rookie list, it's just not happening. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you guys. Um, I, I was gonna ask you though, I think um last week. Would that have been the first time all season that the Bulldogs have seen the sun? Seen the sun? Oh, yeah, Because I don't, I don't have a visual memory of you guys not playing in the shade somewhere or under cloud cover. So I think that <laughs> it probably might have put you off a little bit that game. And the big, the big uh, we, we had uh, we had games against Richmond and Geelong outside. Yeah, so we probably saw a little bit of those days. That Geelong match was one of the worst matches I've seen. I saw the. Brisbane Carlton match. <laughs> it, it was we yeah we wore our red kit that year. That oh, it's so horrible. I made we always to... lose. We always lose in that super red kit. I hate it. It is the worst thing ever. We yeah. always play like Fremantle, West Coast. Um, <laughs> yeah. We even wore it against Geelong and you guys last year. Like, why are we wearing this red kit against you guys and Geelong? We wear white kits. It just makes no sense. We have, yeah, we, we've never won a home and away game in it, and 
I hope the strip gets burnt. <laughs> can I yeah. ask about Joe Grant? Is yep. his muscle? Can he out muscle a ten year old girl? No, he can't. <laughs> he's ruthless. Oh my god! He's just the metabolism in him must be something incredible. Like, he, he can't build muscle here. Yeah, exactly. Like he probably ate so much that he could just never put it on. Yeah, there's something uh, wrong with him. Um, he'll, ne- he'll never get diabetes or anything like that when he's older. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> silver linings. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Have you on next time. Um, thanks, Phil, for coming on as well. No, thank you. Had fun. Good to have you. And Nate and Quiv, as always, thank you. No worries yeah, at all. Yeah, cool. Have a good one, and thanks for listening, everyone. Hopefully listen to the next instalment of The Stern Look, and thank you. <laughs>